Welcome back to the Adult Film Podcast. Uh, this one's uh, an unhinged episode that I think is fucking great, um, speaking purely objectively. Um, we had our girl Cynthia on. Cynthia is one of Ryan's close friends who I have met, I would say, five to six times now, and I really like. And she brought some super interesting energy to the podcast that I think we really needed, honestly. Um, my therapist says that I say honestly too much. And I'm an honest person anyway, and I need to stop, but I can't. We broke down Sexy Beast, and Ryan and Cynthia wondered why I wanted to talk about this movie and whether or not I was using it to come out. Um, so we got some answers to that. Uh, we also talked about being over 35. I mean, I don't really know what that's like, but Ryan and Cynthia do. So we get into it, talk about aging and goals and, um, and whatnot. Also, a lot of spiritual talk, which I fucking love. We, we, we get into like why uh, we have certain like deep egoic desires in this life and uh, what they mean. And also the identity of being an actor and when it serves you and when it doesn't. Uh, what else? What else do we talk about? This is a tough episode to give like a brief synopsis about. It really went everywhere. Um, and we, talk, we covered a lot of stuff that we've never spoken about before, uh, which I think is really lovely. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, also, Cynthia is a really talented writer. I should have started with that. Cynthia is a really talented writer. Um, and, and also just a f fascinating person. Um, so let's get into it. Also, one more thing. I'm sorry. A lot of you are listening to this podcast and not leaving these fucking five-star reviews, and we need them. And by we, I mean me, because I'll be refreshing Spotify, and the number doesn't change, and it irks me. So come on, baby. It only takes a second. Uh, well, you start, now you, you, you can start saying anything. anything. Oh, we do need to have some sort of like central MO structure. Yeah, you coaches. I don't like when podcasts are very rambly and people like to listen to themselves talk, which is me. So Cynthia, why don't you coach us through this one? I have to put I have to put that impulse in check. Come on. All right, we got our girl Cynthia here with us. Cynthia, what's your last name? What's Nixon? Um, <laughs> no, it's actually Robinson. Okay, we got it's actually Robinson. Robinson here with us. Mrs. Robinson. Sizer synthesizer you know how people think like they think of others through their instagram whatever mm -hmm. so like my instagram is synthesizer Got didn't it. someone think my last name was literally sizer yeah <laughs> it was mia <laughs> hi mia <clears throat> um all right so we're gonna talk about a couple movies today and um some other stuff too um <laughs> we all watched sexy beast yeah um me which, for the first time me also oh really yeah I saw it once a long time ago, but I didn't remember anything about it. It's like a movie that everyone talks about, like n not, I wouldn't say nonstop, but everyone's like, dude, you have to see Sexy Beast. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with them. Well, I, I'm particularly interested in that conversation because I do remember this film from like my college days and the very heteronormative-esque crowd that I ran with like my ex-boyfriend who was like, you know, it was like Sexy Beast. Like it was kind of all about this film. And I never watched it, but, the but the movies, there's a lot of hype about it's, it. It's really uh, gay. It's really gay. Like I was really okay. No. <laughs> oh, those boys. I mean, those boys love each other. Well, that's we, for sure. Well, we have to we have to dissect what we mean by gay, and we also have to then get. I think into, it has a lot to do with dick and butts between I men. I think it has a lot to do with 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 male and masculine love mm. and like emotive understanding. Which was so fascinating to me because, again, my ex-boyfriend who had, like, you know, posters of Goodfellas and Big Lebowski and all this shit, I was thinking that this was a movie that was, like, 
you know, basically, obviously indebted to Scorsese. And it was like, yeah, like sexy beat, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was surprised to find that it was like a very soft kind of gay film. (laughs) And I loved that. I loved that. Like Ian McShane gets fucked in the ass. Okay, that's my question. Does he get fucked in the ass? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What what scene is that? What scene is that? Remember, he's like. He's like, he's talking to the banker guy and he's like, oh, yes, right, 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 right. Oh, and then the next shot is him like getting fucked in the ass. Oh, right, 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 right. But I obviously, when was 2000? 2000, 2001. Very sort of coded as like, it wasn't very explicit and I felt that, well, kind of, you didn't see It's about as explicit of a metaphor as it could be. You just saw him on his hands and knees. You didn't see the actual man behind. So much so that I'm asking right now, is that what really happened? That's well, indicative of it. Well, it's explicit. it's a movie, so none of it really happened. It's a movie, so <laughs> it's actually not real. And right now, we're not even real. Like this no, is not, a sin- um, suspension okay. of disbelief, bro. Well, why was the movie gay? Let's dissect and. Explain. Well, hold on. I want to start at the beginning. Okay. Because. David suggested this movie. I did. That's yeah. The key and not that I'm not, I like this movie. Like I remember, I didn't remember anything about watching it, but I was like, I know it's like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I like Jonathan Glazer. It's, you know, he makes these kind of, I haven't seen Zone of Interest, but you know, his movies are kind of <clears throat> cold. <clears throat> I mean, they're, a, they're, a, they're about people who are, alien in some way and like then it's obviously about exploring like the emotional core underneath that but like the approach is still kind of it's it's just no it's well yeah it is it is a little bit central but it's stylish the movie's very styled but it also is like very sensual and soft. Yeah. Like all the yeah. relationships, like that kid who I thought was his son. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're like, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is his son or it is, or it's his gay pool boy that he's. Well, that kid, I mean, that kid is like 10. So let's I not. mean, but it looked like his wife. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess so. But also the kid leaves like that. He also gives the kid responsibilities that would indicate that he actually is like the Spanish local kid. Cause he's like, take that, get the boulder out of here. And the kid travels in the car with the boulder. Anyway, my point is, I remember back in the day, like Ben Kingsley's performance in it was like, it was one of the like award buzz performances. Mm-hmm. I remember, but doesn't like it. I don't dislike it. I just don't really think of the movie as an acting movie. I think of it as like a style movie or more of a concept movie. And I'm just interested. And I kind of felt that without even needing to revisit it necessarily. And I'm just curious why you picked it? Uh, well, one, it was, I mean, it was like at the, one of the movies that I've been meaning to watch for a very long time. Okay. Um, and also, I, I recently worked with someone who knew Ben Kingsley and told me some interesting <laughs> stuff about him and also told, like, told me like to what? watch. I mean, just, she, she was his assistant. So okay. she told me about, like, just, like, his, his quirks, his, like, just who he is as a person. Um, and she, uh, and, and she was also like, did you have to watch Sexy Beast? That's like the personification of like a Ben Kingsley performance. Um, yeah. I watched the, the movie, uh, I think it's Operation Finale, where he played, he's the, I think he's, I mean, who's the fucking Nazi that was hiding in Germany that, that they, that, uh, that the Mossad brought back to Israel and tried and convicted and then hung in public. Not in public, but uh. yeah, it was a gnarly fucking thing they did. And he played the guy and he was incredible in that. 
Um, and I haven't seen a lot of Ben Kingsley except it's fucking Sir Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also I just stylistically, like that's like a prototypical kind of English masculine performance that I'm curious to see what he did with that. Right. Cause he's Sir Ben Kingsley. I want to see him be a fucking crazy that. Are you a sexy beast? Um, it's interesting. It's who? It, are you a sexy beast, Cynthia? Oh, absolutely. Well, okay, that just came out. Who is the sexy beast in the movie? Okay. That's all the thing. Them. Also, well, like, all of them. Right. I was. Curious. He's not even the lead character of the movie, and that was shocking to me. I'm curious about the title. Well, there's literally on the nose. There's a dream, nightmare, sexy beast oh, yeah, that yeah, shows yeah. up. But then right, 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 right. the sexy beast is everybody in the movie. Mm. Or the three, it's it's Ian McShane, it's the lead guy, and it's Ben Kingsley. Well, that's what I thought was interesting about the title, especially as it pertains to where this movie is taking place within the context of cinema history. Obviously, like, like I said, again, coming sort of indebted to like, you know, Goodfellas, Casino... But they're all they're all also kind of ugly. Well, right. And the lead guy's yeah. fat. And it's making a comment on that, right, by saying sexy beast. But they're all hot too. Right. Like, and it's also like counter everything you see from a usual movie like that. Like his wife is like an ex porn star, and the guy's like, "Bro, your wife's a whore," and he's yeah, like, we were, "I love you, and I'll do anything for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, I don't care." And we were talking about how like also I loved that they were like middle aged women. Yeah. Like they were, you know, they weren't like twenty year old like mm-hmm. teen sluts or whatever. They were, they were over 35. They were probably over 35, which means you're fucking dead if you're over 35, allegedly. So I can't believe that Glazer cast these. We're going to talk about these strung what? up. Why he cast them? Withered old crones. In the, well, I wouldn't know about that yet, right? <clears throat> but they were, the ladies were sexy beasts too. Yes. There was also kind of like a hardness and a masculinity. Uh-huh. The there ladies, were. Yeah, like there the were. Women, especially because they were like. I don't know what sort of handling. What was? Oh, no, sorry. What was the other woman? What was not Dee Dee, but the blonde Jackie? Jackie, Jackie who had. Oh, that was, I love you. I love you, Jackie. You fucking cunt. <laughs> that was so funny. I fuck, I fuck Jackie. <laughs> ben Kingsley, like being in love with Jackie, was so sweet. Um, but she was like kind of the liaison in some way. Like she had some sort of, which I thought was interesting. They gave the women sort of masculine qualities of like agency and having like a hands in the clay of this kind of situation, which I thought was interesting. You can have it. What I didn't understand was why did they need this guy so badly for this fucking job? Is that great? Well, then, then when he went back and was like, I don't know where Don is. I'm just like, so isn't that like a horrible thing for the operation? Right. Like, right. wouldn't it be there able to not? Kind of weaknesses there in my writerly opinion. But I think what was so great about it was that, again, the film presented as this kind of, you know, hard. Do I, do I, do I? What, do what, I, what, I what's like that? We're, we're sharing a mic. I oh, do up, do up, do up. Sorry, David. Um, why are you apologizing to me? It's okay. <laughs> why, are you, why are you apologizing? <laughs> you fucking bitch. You, you fucking whore. Guys, you know how engaging it would be if they could see you guys doing this <laughs> and not just listen to David, it? have you seen Sex in the City or no? I've, I've seen a couple episodes. We will, he will have to watch the whole thing and then we will have yeah, to have discussions. I'm not doing that. I will, I'll do specific episodes. I'll do a season of it. Why, David? Because it's gay? Uh, 
No, this is what we. No, wanted. I actually enjoyed it. I watched. I've watched half the first season. I enjoyed it's it. Hilarious. Actually, we're not asking you to watch it and just like that. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like a perfect. That's what I think is an. I was thinking about this last night as I lie awake, as I lay laid, as I laid awake in bed. I was thinking about the context of all of this, the context in which the movie was made, the context of you specifically being drawn to this movie to choose. Um, as it pertains, it was just, it was just like the, t- it was the next thing that I was going to watch. And I was like, I wasn't like, I'm going to make a big statement about this no, is a David but, movie, but you were still drawn to it though, you know, which is what I think is interesting. Yeah. And I have been for years, honestly. I just hesitate when you said it, I was like, okay, we can watch that. But then I was like, uh, like, but I think you're also kind of like, eh, cause it like kind of codes is that like, not very interesting, not very like deep acty type film yeah and i was like and it's like a crime mob movie i feel like the things that are most i didn't fully know that also yeah the movie was just not what i was expecting the movie was completely not what i was expecting i just knew it was kind of like a minor film Mm -hmm. in some respects and i think what works best on the podcast is when we have like uh like the thing about the female taxi driver was like super strong as like a concept to discuss and I don't know. Well I then get, we we should stick to new the newer movies then. I would no, imagine. We should the new- stick to what attracts us and draws us in. Yeah. And, and I mean, also was, talk about why we are repelled or in conflict. Ryan. Ask ask the question. I think that um I think that Ryan likes to choose. <laughs> what? No, ask the question. Don't say you I, oh, ask you, ask you, or a actually question? say the full statement, or actually say specifically. I think what that you think. Ryan likes to choose the thing, and he gets antsy when he doesn't have the, uh, gets to hold the reins and choose the thing. I mean, but a I, lot. but I had said to David, I was like, I can't really, I don't have enough space to like really guide unless I have some like yeah, stroke. What if he said that to you? What if what? you were like, I want to watch? You were like so into like the female taxi driver and blah blah blah. Yeah, but he he, he wasn't. Like, I don't it was have just the space one sec. This is no no no. I no no no. That's not what I mean. I'm oh. I mean like I just said to him recently because of all of the the intense stuff with adult film. Like unless I have a stroke of inspiration about something, I don't have like space to like guide oh, the well, concepts of the things. Well, that's why I'm here. And that I was just and it's it you know it's okay to not always have like some like thing we're like super dying to talk about and like we can just talk about whatever but i was just i got worried because i didn't think the movie was strong enough yeah there's Which i mean look fault. the thing it's is just, there's also other movies like i like i think uh all of us strangers would be an insane movie to talk about oh my god but it's also like i don't want to give you additional homework like sexy beast is like bro buy it for four dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. and watch it but it was on criterion I might. I didn't. I also don't have it. Yeah, but, yes, but I think that what's interesting and fascinating to this is how we could utilize this as a prompt in the kinds of things that I was thinking about last night, which is once again the context of this quote-unquote heteronormatively coded film that's actually kind of gay and sweet and sensitive and emotive, and how that pre- just like David, just and I. like David, mm, mm, and mm, why? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Damn, that's just so. <laughs> and why? And I was just, you know, pondering this last night. Very interesting that David chose this movie. I as a as a guy from Boston, you know, he. Um, look, I'm not gonna deny anything you're saying, and I'm. But really, all of us strangers would really be the What's movie that, that I would pick, and that's even with, gayer. With that, 
Boston. Or something like that. I feel like you're... Well, good. Maybe you should. But right. But to be honest, some of the movies you choose, I find... I, I watch because you choose them. I find them a lot of times borderline unwatchable. Like, I'm like, think about, like, actually, like, the performance and think about this. If I were by myself, I couldn't get through it. Well... Maybe you should talk about them. It's not... But the thing is, it's not for my benefit not to get through it. Like, he... Like, it's... It's clearly between me and Ryan. Ryan is... Uh, like a film intellectual, he has a much pitbull? bigger depth of. <laughs> he must. He has a much bigger depth of knowledge and understanding I'm about like film pitbull. He's film pitbull, cinephile. Which is fi- which is totally fine for me. Like I wouldn't. A lot of the movies you suggested, I wouldn't have watched if you hadn't suggested them, and that's to my detriment. And I'm not going to unless they're suggested. No, but you know what I mean about all of us strangers. It's gonna get me in trouble because I know I'm probably not. What's what is gonna, the movie? All the strangers. Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's like the new gay movie with. <laughs> but the thing is, you Andrew uh, Scott and oh, what's his oh, name oh, and Paul Mescal. Yeah. Uh, well, but you. But the thing is, you. The, the, I I can understand that, but like, if you say, "Bro, the performances in that movie aren't good," I have to go like, "Uh, I don't. I'm confused." No, I, it's not even that. It's just like I don't want to. You know, I want to be honest, but I don't want to land myself in another thing like the last episode where I'm like, skew- where I'm like soft skewering like the relevant movies major of, of the time directors. Yes. Okay, I understand. So it's safer to talk about movies of the past. And also, well, you, you I, already I'm, know that you like them. I, well, or that I think are relevant to like something that's going on in my life or something with acting or whatever. But like, you know, I mean, and it is my general opinion that movies of the past are better. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not really, you know, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's that movie. Like I haven't been so moved by something I saw in Hmm. a very, very long time. I need to see that. I haven't seen any of the, not because I don't want to, but because I've just been negligent. I like just watched Barbie the other weekend. That's another conversation. That's Ryan's favorite movie. <laughs> Ryan and my second it. favorite movie. Shout out Barbie. <laughs> Barbie, uh, come on. No, but again, this this concept of the the context of sexy. I'm not. I'm talking about sexy beast, but I'm actually bringing it out to another thing. What we were kind of talking about yesterday about the context of the mid 2000s, the time in which we all. What are you like? Are you 32? 32. Okay. Ryan and I are like 35. Well, I'm 35. I'm, I'm almost, almost 35. 35. I'm not. I'm not 35. When's your birthday? Yet. When's your birthday? March 30th. We're gonna go to karaoke. You want it? That's what you want. You want to do karaoke no, on your birthday? Karaoke. I also fucking hate karaoke. <laughs> I love karaoke, bitch. I acted like I did. What? <laughs> I don't love it. I don't hate it. I know. I just. I said I just hated it. I said I hate it. <laughs> oh, someone has a strong opinion that they don't well, really. I'm that's. Anyway, I'm doing karaoke. It's crazy how high your voice just got. I'm a first soprano. Are you? That was insane. I I was like, the point is, then we have to get, then we have to talk about being 35 after we're done with this conversation. And should I just leave at that point? No, absolutely not. No, you're gonna be. It comes for us all, baby. I knock on wood. I hope so. Okay, let me just finish this point about gay context or whatever. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting what we were. Remember, we were discussing. The mid-2000s, the mid-aughts, it kind of seems like as a culture, we like the movie is, like art is seemingly, or at least should be, or at least most of the time is a kind of reflection of the culture at large, right? At that that particular moment in time, most of the time. So I just thought it was interesting that here's a movie right around the turn of the century that's 
kind of taking from its predecessors and this sort of heteronormative stance of like masculinity and crime film and all this stuff, but it's very bumbling and like kind of gay and like soft and sweet and sensitive in a lot of ways. And it just sort of seems indicative of where the culture was at at that particular time in terms of how we were you know, kind of handling these subjects of of men being gay and men being out and also masculinity and also, you know, how... And also homophobia, too. I actually kind of don't agree all the way. You don't? Okay. I actually think this, like, gay mobster thing is, like, uh, not... I wouldn't say a fixture, but I feel like I've seen many mob English movies that had, like, this gay mafia boss guy. Oh, really? Well, then I would have to see I think so, yeah. Incorrect. I'm just saying they exist. Probably a blind spot. They exist in Guy Ritchie land for sure. I think that's a little bit later. Yeah, I I haven't seen like any Guy Ritchie fucked. The the yeah, but the thing about the guy, the thing about Ian McShane getting fucked, and you're like, is he getting fucked or is he not? Like the bisexual like thing, Mm -hmm. like is very like Tennessee Williams coded, and the Mm -hmm. sort of like the sort of like is he or isn't he or he is or he isn't is like it's one of my favorite subjects because i I call it what do i yeah like i call it it's it can be you're uh, you're a homosexual with a heterosexual adjustment or you're or you're heterosexual with a homosexual adjustment yeah Uh, yeah but i mean so so like you know, I kind of think of myself as a homosexual with a heterosexual adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would probably be the opposite. Yeah. And it's like one of the, my favorite things in art. So I actually, my like sort of reticence to see something like All of Us Strangers is like, I kind of want to be in, I enjoy seeing that like ambiguous thing that can't be out in the open because it's like a it's like a bisexual responsiveness instead of being like this is this does that make sense but yeah i mean that that's a thing that you enjoy but there's other things that i'm sure you also enjoy yeah but no the, i'm just saying that i like that about yeah the movie. no I, I feel you but it's like the detriment of that which i think this movie shows is where men have been conditioned to believe that <coughs> having love for other men or like deep feeling for other men is fucking gay and like you could, but I that's not but that's not what the Ian McShane character also. is saying oh no man that's not what's happening with the Ian McShane character they're actually saying that the you don't know anything about his personal life but remember for instance he, well i'm not even talking about sex i'm talking about remember the end where he's like what happened to die? you know he's like i don't give a fuck like I don't fucking care what happened to Don. And then he like drives away sort of like if you can feel the white knuckling of him driving away in that little car. And I, I interpreted that as like, he really gives a fuck about Don. Like he has like a sensitivity about Ben Kingsley's character. And there's this kind of stoic, you know, sort of mask that he has to wear in order to not kind of like going back to Glazer with the idea of be, of being alien and the kind of coldness that you have to maybe take on to not have to access that deep depth of feeling because for men it's has often been the case that that's not you're not safe to access that deep depth of feeling because that means you're not like strong or like you you know maybe you could get hurt there in ways that women are sort of more allowed to be you know 
allowed to feel those deeper depths or allowed to express those deeper depths. Um, but they're all, yeah, but, and it's also like this, this, like mafia genres, like the, the, the best personification of that. Cause right, like cause, they pay, they have to kill them. Right. Like, right. Like it's all business. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Like, like in, uh, did you see the Irishman? E, no. Oh, just see the Irishman. Well, well, I guess I shouldn't give it away then, but there's, there's, there's moments. I'm where... not going to see the Irishman. I'm going to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Well, it, I, it, don't fucking say because it's three hours, you son of a bitch. Um, I I just I, st- I started. <laughs> don't say it. I just didn't. Don't say like, it I just. Okay. Why you don't want to watch every single Martin watch, Scorsese movie? I don't want to watch Al Pacino like pretend to be thirty and like stumble over. No, that's Robert De Niro. Kick someone or De Niro. Like I don't like the idea of like De Niro. Like I see, bro. The way that he, I saw him like fight someone in the movie, and I was like, that's an old. That's an old man that has. Okay, stuff well then, David is not ready for our 35 years old conversation then because clearly you're an ageist. Well then, so, well, all right, you guys can be 35, <laughs> but don't pretend you're 19. No, we're not. Exactly. If, and De Niro shouldn't pretend That's like he's 30. <laughs> but th- there's lots of other great things about the movie besides that. Yes. And, the point and putting it, putting it in context of Scorsese's career and kind of, yeah. kind of as like a meditative, a contemplative, God oriented thing is yeah. important. I was just going to make the point that in the film, when Robert De Niro's, I forgot his name, but when his character ha- learns that he has to. The know, Irishman. The Irishman. You know, he has to take someone out. It's like the look on his, I mean, that moment, his acting was just so, like his, the look on his face is just priceless. But, you know, it's, it's, it's asking, it's sort of, in, you know, kind of, I think, symbolic of what's being asked of men a lot to, to have to betray your own sort of deeper depth of feeling sometimes let's or i don't know am i wrong you two are men tell me what your experience is maybe i um, don't know maybe well, i don't know th- this is <laughs> maybe i'm wrong sweetie tell me what it is well i kind of agree with both of you because i know what you're saying but i also kind of agree with david of that it's like not about that and that you're actually imposing they actually do our sensitive like we're the ones imposing on them that they are not allowing themselves to be sensitive because you you see them do nothing but be sensitive yeah. kind of yeah so you're actually Those two guys them. the friendship between them yeah. and, the, and the clear weakness of the other guy and even the don is being him. extremely like yeah he's like yeah. i fucking love you like in the first in the first <laughs> i'm not a jack guy in the first and scene he's like, yes yes yeah, so... No, I'm not going to do it. Yes, so yes, you are. You're the one imposing your little sophomoric... <laughs> no, just because of the guy... The guy <laughs> the, the, because of the guys you were dating when you think of the movie. That's all I mean. But I feel like the movie is speaking to No, I'm that saying, I'm saying that... showing these kinds yes. of oafish, soft criminals. Yeah. It's saying that both of you are right. making a comment... <clears throat> On that, because it's sort of unexpected within the context of these other movies that we're used to, or the way that we've seen these kinds of characters <clears throat> portrayed habitually speaking in like a casino or a whatever. Correct. But can it also be the other thing where Jonathan Glazer is kind of, he's like, oh, you think it's this thing about that, but actually you're the one who's imposing this standard yeah, of behavior yeah anyway but that's what i that's what i think about the as you, this is my answer to your question like as men do you mm. whatever i i i don't think 
anything is anything, kind of. Like I, I, (laughs) yeah. For the for the fucking one one second, I'm kind of like my opinions are like kind of changeable and open. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what I mean is, all of these ideas about masculinity or how men are or how gay men are or whoever, I think. I think we're at a point which is different from this time period in 2001. I, I, I guess that's interesting that it's bringing this up, but I think we're at a time period where those things, they basically do not exist anymore. And if they do exist, it's because people need them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What doesn't exist now? Like, any way of men thinking about how they are or how people think men are or how Baby, people... who do you hang out with? <laughs> well, who, why does anyone have to say... Why does anyone have to say yes or no to any of these things? Like, can't you just be a being? Well, that's all great and fine. But like I said, who, do you, who are you hanging out Well, with? then what I'm saying is to get past that, it's a thought pattern. It's not a real literal thing. If we're saying that men are not men and women are not, you know, no one has to be these ways that anything, whatever. I'm like, okay, then don't like, so if you're saying that no one is any of these things, all there's left is the thought. Of course. Okay. Well, that's, that's very nice for us. Bushwick artist. (laughs) Okay. Well, what do you want me to do? Inhabit everybody else in the entire world? Like I'm I'm just saying my point is that that's, not like I'm saying that's great. I'm saying, of course, you are someone who is evolved enough to like think that way and be that way. And a lot of the people that we, you know, the like artistic Bushwicky, you know, whatever crowd that we, whatever space spaces we inhabit. But, but why don't but you? Isn't co- me embodying that idea in my art and putting it out there, creating a space ex- that people can move past. Exactly. It. That's why, like, there's the point of this movie, right? Like, yeah. that's why this is. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's not a great movie, but it's a good movie <clears throat> because my point is, why don't you come back home with me in Chicago and hang out with the guys, you know, like the boys? Yeah. I mean, I live and- in a, I live in Ohio. I mean, I'm from Ohio, and like, I go I go look at my father now, and I used to think he was a certain way, and now I kind of look at him, and I'm like, actually, you're kind of like really not like any of the ways that I thought you were. Dude, can I tell you something what? that just occurred to me that I haven't thought about? Me, I had this very close, there were four of us in high school. We were all best friends. And um, you would circle jerk. and Yeah. And as we were coming, <laughs> we look into each other's eyes. No, but the, the day, the day before we all started leaving for college, we, we met up somewhere and, and we just, just shut up, just shut up, just stop talking. Stop with your sex shit. And Sorry. the last day we, we met up, I'd never seen any of them cry before. Aww. They, Aww. Everyone cried besides me. David? David? Things to <laughs> David? Now, David, why do you think that is? Well, it's interesting because I, I think there's... Feel? One second. Hold on. Okay. Just let me talk. You're like, I'm the sexy Just beast. let me talk. Just Actually. let me talk. Stop talking. Okay. I know. I think that sometimes we 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 like project these the, the these ideas of like this person is insensitive, they're incapable of feeling, they're this and they're that. Um, but when it actually comes down to like moments to really express depth of emotion, some people have like tremendous access that we wouldn't expect. Um, and that to be to be honest, like I would much rather watch someone have that experience than the experience of I'm so sensitive all the time. Yeah, there everything is so readily avail- available to me some kind of management right like you can't just be i mean you could but you 
you know, that could render you completely weaker. We know some people like that. But my point, Ryan, is not prescriptive. I'm not saying... I'm trying. I'm making an observation about how people, in this case, men, in a lot of you know, depending on whatever cultural area they've like grown up in. But I'm just saying, like thinking of like my Chicago boys, right? Like who grew up in <clears throat> Chicago or like in Chicago Heights. Like I see how they behave, uh-huh. and I'm not saying it's wrong or bad, or I'm not saying that like oh they're like it, you know anti-feminine or whatever the fuck. I'm just saying. I see my college, but you don't boys. know their you don't know their inner life though. Well, that's, but the like a film is a and that's what metaphor of an inner life for a type of you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but I'm just saying, speaking to what David just said about like basically bros having feelings, it's like I see the way in which they have feelings or things that come up, but because of whatever conditioning they have to, they, they feel that they have to like not really express it or like that they, you know, have to suppress it in certain ways. Whereas other people, you know, again, especially women, because, you know, or they just don't have access. Or they just I mean, don't we're have not, access. I mean, young, young men are not, young men are certainly not rewarded for vulnerability and sensitivity That's and oftentimes point. very deeply punished for it. That's my point. It's not, it's, just in the way that women can be "quote unquote" rewarded, or but who who quest, who punishes them? It's I mean you're right. The the lessons they it's the lessons they learn. It's the right. it's it's how they perceive. The, I I did this thing. This is the result. Yeah. This is the the lesson that I'm going to move forward in my life with. So like, like who does the punishing? There can only be two things. Family, it's men or women. Family or or outside cultural forces, society. Like for example. I learned that it was okay to be very expressive or to like go cry to my daddy, uh-huh. right? Like it wasn't like stop crying, you know, don't do that. I learned that I can call up girlfriends crying my eyes out, talking about a breakup or whatever the fuck. Maybe I'm wrong, but what I have tra- habitually experienced is that most men don't really do that. Not because they don't want to or not because they think that they're gay, but just because like, you know, that's basically how you've been raised. Right. And again, that's not saying that people should be punished for that or that's wrong. It's just awakening to that kind of conditioning. And that's why a movie like this, I think, is so interesting because it's showing us in the way that art should of those points, if that makes sense. I totally agree with you. I'm just all I'm saying which I think maybe the movie's saying, is that the conditioning is, it's like just a thought. It's not real. Of course it is, but it's years and years and years and years of thought, so you have to start unconditioning yeah, yourself, yeah. and it takes time. So yeah, but You have to first become aware that, oh shit, this is my conditioning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you have to, like, but and then I'm, you have to just keep what closing I'm, the gap. Uh, like, oh, I had the impulse to reach out to my guy friend or whatever, and like, cause I just broke up with my girlfriend and I really want to talk to someone and I didn't because I thought maybe it would be weird or whatever. And then you're starting to become aware like, okay, well th- maybe that's not weird. He's my friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that I think the leaders of unconditioning that thought are perhaps artists, people who live in cities, you know, yeah. are, and I think I'm Mean-dis- just saying franchise liberals. <laughs> yeah. Faggots. Mean contemporary liberals. <laughs> See, what I think you're afraid of is you're afraid of like the toxic masculinity of it all, which I get it and I completely understand because the where people go with that, I think is perverse. But that's what I'm saying. It's like then you, 
the perversion yeah. of the like toxic masculinity nonsense, yeah. then that's everyone in middle America's impression of what people think of how they right, are right. or whatever. I agree. I agree. And that creates like two more levels of right. walls. Right. And anyway, I don't know. There's well, no, dude, there's every, no literally all, everything is nuanced. Like right. all these exactly. topics are that's, exist on right. such a fucking, everything like, is nuanced. Right. But it's true. Like even toxic toxic masculinity is like I like as a concept, I think there's toxic femininity. I think there's a toxic there's a whole toxic, lot of stuff. There's there's shadow you know what I don't like the term you toxic toxic femininity. Yeah. Oh, I could go I could talk. We don't need talk, the thing is we don't need, we don't I don't think like I don't think the names help whatsoever but yet we all know what what... a a better way i think of categorizing this kind of stuff is in the archetypal fashion of like a caroline mace can you talk about the about the shadow feminine yeah (laughs) um manipulative conniving make you jealous (laughs) um i know all the traits because i've lived them very well Um, I, I don't know. I feel like that would be a sort of example. Like, I mean, women can be very manipulative. Shadow feminine is like topping from the bottom. Yeah, right? absolutely. And also very like, I like, I know that this is going to get you pissed off. Like, and I'm yeah, going to, and I'm going to do it on purpose. <laughs> we'll do like, it. You, <laughs> yo, you got, can we'll do it? It's <laughs> just what I, I like making you mad. Yeah. I, yeah. I like making guys mad. If if I if I have a lot of resistance around the relationship, like I like making you jealous, like I want to find ways to make you like mad, I want to find ways to like manipulate you into. Th- I'm not condoning this behavior. I'm just saying I've noticed these behaviors in myself. It's a way of not being direct with your energy because you're afraid of the cost of what could happen if you're direct with your energy. So you try and find little ways around it to like manipulate and connive so that you can like quote unquote save the relationship. But the irony, of course, is that the shadow always comes for you. So the shadow, it's like, you know, it's going to show up and like, can I ask you a question about that? When you're, when you're, when you're in, when you're in the feeling of like making a guy jealous or like having that feeling of like a, you can't be direct, but you need him to prove something to you. Power. Yes. What exactly, what do you, what is the actual perfect response for a man to have for him to knock you out of it? Okay. I got, I got thoughts. Um, and has it ever happened? Has it ever happened? No, I don't think I've had a man actually come back with a, a mature, direct. It doesn't have to be a mature, grounded. direct response. But I'm sorry, go I ahead. think that should be the response because you're if you're just coming back at it with equal manipulating, conniving, power struggle energy, then it's just going to keep the the you know the unhealthy dynamic going. So what I've learned in relationship that I'm still practicing, Ryan and I have been practicing this because if you hadn't noticed, we're both very hot headed. So. The thing that I learned in relationship, any relationship is you need to first, first, you need to take time away. You just need to like get off the subject. I'm going to go in this room. You're going to, you know, if you live together, you have to go away. Literally a timeout. Like children, you need to like have a timeout. You need to cool down and then you need to come back to the situation. If a girl's trying to like make you jealous, be like, look, I noticed this. I feel, always bring it back to your I feels, I feel like you're trying purposely to make me jealous because x y and z like is that the case and you have to you know kind of dissect what the real issue at hand is because it's always a power struggle i mean women wanting to make you jealous is always about 
a power struggle of feeling like they're disempowered in some way and they want to get back at you, you know, or they want you to have your attention again. I don't think that always has to do with that. I think it also can be from like a lack of stability, feeling like... Well, you're right, you're right. Or like insecurity, like it's not necessarily... You're right. Or just like a lack of feeling like that, like I... Maybe I'm going to delete this, but I feel like in general, a lot of women... Clear generalization. Women want to have the feeling of like clearly being chosen, clearly selected. Well, that's our conditioning. Yeah, that's but, something I can. But speak I don't think to. that's. But that's. But that's like to me. That's like saying it out loud. That's completely normal and natural. Yeah, yeah. But to actually make someone feel that way in practice is a much different thing. And right. if that feeling isn't there, doesn't always exist, and it can always exist, mm-hmm. it makes you go like, "Well, prove it. Well, right, prove right, it. right. Prove that I'm chosen." Because I'm I'll desired. do all this shit, and yeah. will you still choose me? Right, right. Yeah, because women want to be desired. That's our that's our conditioning. So do okay? I. Yeah, it's just a little thing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very sensitive boy. Yeah, yeah. so sensitive. Women want to be chosen. They have been conditioned to be chosen and to not do the choosing. I've never understood that because I've always just gone after what I want. Yeah. 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 It's because you're an alpha male. Okay. I kind of. Moving on. What's next? Years old? Sure, why not? Okay. Well, because David, well, David let out some ages. Um, Wait, what's your last name again? Garelic. David. Garelic. David Garelic. That's a so. Says ages comments about. I'm just writing the head. I oh. sure did. So, okay. Because obviously, indicative of that statement is if you are at, if you reach this age and you have not, quote unquote, made it. In the world, in your chosen profession, like you're not a famous actor, basically. Like you're a pathetic loser. Or clouded. Or clouded. You know, you're not famous. You're not clouded. Well, this is the thing is, this is also, this is young. Like so, well, this is really young. Exactly. And ideally, like like in an ideal world, this company grows people right. from here to reach whatever heights. Right. Like the idea of someone, of someone like who's like solidly working, just being sucked in is definitely possible and happening, but it's not like, it's not the core. But also people coming down from whatever quote unquote heights they're at and even still doing other work like this, which is if you, which is also happening to those people. All right. I think the idea of like, I want to talk about like, so my biggest regret of my twenties. And it's like, I teach a lot of actors in their twenties. My biggest regret was like, I can't believe how much time and thought and energy I spent like trying to get farther ahead, which I'm not saying like don't deal with like the business aspect and trying to move your career along. The spreadsheety thing then, weren't you? Oh, not quite. I never not. I could never. You are very, I mean, dude, you are very business minded when I met you in New York. For sure. Capricorn move. For sure. So... And I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I like business and I'm still there business, isn't. business yes, minded there isn't. in a different way. But like, it was the business before the art. Yeah, with and love like, and passion. You can be the business and and the sort of quote unquote uh, mechanization, you know, can be infused with a kind of passion and love though. And it's perfectly fine that my journey... would a thrill out of that. That's not so gripping like, no, well, if I do this and then I put this over here and that, that's what I mean by... Well, and, I, and I, a, lot of, a, shit. a lot of the 20-something actors I teach, they do seem to have a light grip yeah. on that. Perhaps they need more of a grip because I'm like, you are turning... You do need to get an agent. 
like yes. I don't know. these are practical things that need to ha- right like you got to get an agent you got I mean I don't know about acting stuff so I'm not someone to speak on it but like there are practical steps that you have to take but the question is what is the energy behind but this st- this statement Let's just also, you go and then yeah this statement just this idea I spent I wasted so much time and energy like trying to to get ahead and I just gripped and gripped and gripped and gripped and it's totally fine that that was my journey and it took me like 10 years or so to like burn through my ego enough to just like sort of I'm not saying like I'm perfect now but like to just kind of pretty much just be where I'm at and you know maybe I didn't get where I wanted to be because I wasn't where I was at like I was I was wanting more trying to move beyond my body's like speed or something mm-hmm. and my, my life's speed. And, um, I just think that like this, you know, I, I always just think like you're, you're older longer than you're young. Hopefully. That I mean, it's true. And I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean like if like your youth is kind of ending around 30 or 35, it's like, hopefully you're having a career for like 50 more years or something. Right. And, um, I just think there's pressure in this idea of like, well, if you're not famous or something by, you know, I'm just like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? If I haven't reached those benchmarks by whatever age I thought I was supposed to reach the benchmarks and I haven't reached any of the benchmarks I thought I would reach, uh, at any age. And I feel really good about it now. So I'm turning 35 in like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just rot into a bilious corpse. Is that I guess. the, I th- yeah, that actually makes sense. I never thought about that. Cause if you actually live until old age, so what, like 35 to 90, you're just supposed to roll over and die well, and no, not it's do just, anything. It's just so like, so it's just like, what's the meaning of life right. aging past 30? Yeah. Like, are we talking about this in relation to adult film? Yeah. Well, but but- in- Cause I hear gen- as like an actor in general or an artist, artist in general or a person or a person. Cause I, anything. cause I've experienced like two different traps with, with th- related things. There's, there's the trap of like, because community feels so good right. and you get rewarded in class and you get rewarded yeah. by community and you can rise up through the rankings of the community and you're this actor in the community. You're respected as this actor. Meanwhile, you haven't made a cent from acting. I've seen very many people, I can clearly see the validation they receive from their community and they never, they never, they're scared. They don't get validated that way outside of it. They don't do the things they need to because they hurt and it takes a lot, a lot of rejection. Like getting an agent sucks. It's hard. It takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time. And like, it's, it's, it sucks, especially when you show up every week to class and everyone goes like, holy fuck, you're the best actor I've ever seen. But then why don't the agents agree? What about them? What about the cast directors? Why don't they agree? But that's what I'm saying. It's just like, even if you try and try and try, it just like, it is just out of your control. And all of that being out of your control, like doesn't have that much to do. You know, I'm just like, mostly for, a, except for a few of us, everything's going to be out of everyone's control. Right. That's not exactly true. What? It's not. What? That everything business-wise is outside of our control. No, I didn't say everything. It's- but I mean, like people can just not, I'm just like, this is me with myself. It's just like, there's no reason I shouldn't be like farther along than I am, but I'm not like, so it's fine. So it is out of my control. Because I'm not where I 
should be. Mm-hmm. But that's my that's part of what my journey is about is about understanding my relationship to quote unquote not being where I'm at. What I mean is theoretically, if all of it didn't go your way and you know what like what are you left with as like meaning as your artistic core i'm just saying that this whole concept of this like negates or it's just like even if you fucking tried and tried and tried and tried and you are really good like me like i tried and i'm really good and i'm not you still, I'm, not, I'm not shit, you yeah, know. Dude, like, you still have to leave a body of work. You still have to. You still have to make a thing. Yeah, no matter but, what. No, this is what, no. That's what I'm saying. So this concept is saying that adult film does not mean anything. Yeah, that's is, what this is saying. Which is, bullshit. Which is like, <clears throat> I really bet you that most of the things that do mean something now, whether it's a theater company or a film studio or whatever, they started. A lot of them started this way. Complicates. No, but then I'm, I'm not saying adult film needs to become something no. like that or do something that like either. that. It can, it's fine if it was stopped in three months, it would be fine. But it also, I mean, if we're going to get like real with it, it also complicates the very notion of what you're talking about by quote unquote making it, saying that, oh, I tried and tried, but tried at what? You tried to get. Yeah. You tried to reach a certain level of recognition as an actor, and you quote didn't make that. So that right. out also. Does what I mean, what I mean is, my mind tried and right. tried and tried. Well, because we still have this concept of what has meaning in terms of scale. So it's like if you're not Ben Kingsley in a feature length film, you know, or if you're not on Broadway, or you know, then therefore you didn't quote unquote make it, or you're not you know, you haven't achieved what you need to achieve or that like you don't have meaning, but I think that you have to always, I mean, you know, it sucks to your ego because your ego is like, no, like meaning is getting in the feature film, like meaning, you know, but the desire is still there. I mean, that's what we mean by like, what are you just supposed to roll over and die at 35? Like you're always, if you check in with yourself and you're like, I still have the desire to act or I still have the desire to make a film or I still have the desire to like tell this story that's coming up in me. What do you just, you know, like you, you can't give up the desire. Even if you go to a million agents and they all say no, if the desire is still there, you have to keep trusting and following that desire and you can do that whether you're 28 or 33 right. or 38 and, or 50 or whatever and ever it's just like that the whole thing is like the only business that's the thing with redacted it's like the only business is your business so everyone's journey is not trying to be all crystal mommy with it but like everyone's journey is different and respective to them so like if someone's 22 and they like quote-unquote get famous i keep saying quote-unquote it's like not quote-unquote if someone's 22 and they get cast in something you know and they get famous maybe to us we're like oh they made it you know or whatever but like we don't know how their journey unfolds maybe they got the thing that they thought they wanted and then do you know what i'm saying like you have to just stay focused in your business and also trust that it's unfolding and also know that like it's the ego desires are only fleeting anyway like they happen and then they're you just want something else so you don't, my, my argument is that you actually don't want glory. You think you want glory, but you actually don't want glory. That's why we're here on this. That's why we're incarnated as Are humans. Are you saying that to me? That's not what I'm I, saying. I, that's, that yeah, to yeah. 
Everything we, everything we want isn't real. The conundrum is that we still need to have it to know that it's not real. Exactly. But glory is artificial. Recognition everything is, artificial. is artificial. You want to be an actor because... Ooh. Yeah, bro. No, but I, I'm saying you want to be an actor. What calls you... What, what is it? What calls you to acting? Tell me why you want to be an actor. I don't think you have to know necessarily. Well, no, what what I'm saying is that I am just an actor. I don't know why. It's like just it's what I am. Um, It's interesting. I was actually thinking more and more that like the identity of of, I am an actor doesn't serve me at all. And I don't want it. Cool. Like, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I act. I love to act. The idea of like, I am like a fucking thespian. Like, bro, for for who? No, in my opinion, all you need to know is that it it feels right to you and you were drawn to it and you were called to it. And in my humble opinion, I know maybe your your brains are all fucked up because you have to just constantly be rejected all the time. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get that maybe that sort of like fucks with your mind, but every, every rejection is a door yeah. opening to the is a is a <laughs> no, life is life is what you make it. That's what I told Ryan today. Life is what you make it. Nope. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Life is what you make it. But no. dude, also, you making adult film is was such a response to frustration, exactly. and it was and like you you like once like adult like my friend Alan said that everything you make is like a statue. The idea of like the idea of like making a movie is a statue, writing a script is a statue, mm-hmm. making a company a massive statue. We're trying to make statues. We're not yeah. trying to be actors or writers. No, or- no, no, absolutely. No, I, I was just saying, like, from my perspective, I just am an actor. I don't need yeah. to work. I mean, I mean, I, I work at it all the time, but I don't need to, like, stress that to myself ever. Like, I just am. I just know yeah. it. Like, well, you, well, you do act, You do <clears throat> acting. Yeah. I think the egoic identification with it is when it gets, like, I am a writer. Like, no, I... I feel the impulse to do this thing and it's coming through me. And I, my job is just to respond to that and to follow it and to do it. It's actually not about you. Sorry. It's not about you. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's the, it's the unconscious, like forcing you to do things in your life. Right. Like, I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm the only like spiritual. No, you're spiritual. We're very, that's, I mean, that's like, well, I just don't know like how much is too. Look at your, look at your male, conditioning ideas okay, i just don't know if i'm gonna be like throwing around god's name out here like if people are gonna look at me weird but i'm okay well i don't not, know not us okay I mean, okay well all i'm saying is i feel like art and artists it's not about you and glory and fame and clout i mean i don't know how many times people have to you know citizen kane goodfellas uh sunset boulevard how many times do artists have to tell the story over and over and over again to humans for them to get it through their fucking heads that you can have the fame, you can have the glory, you can have the fucking money, but like it is only fleeting and it's ultimately not what your soul truly wants. Like what your soul truly wants is to hear the impulse coming from God or from the universe or from whatever and your job is just to follow it. And if you hit a door and someone says no, it's an opportunity for you to like, it's a journey of seeking out like your relationship to the thing. Like, I don't all the way agree with that. What? I don't all the way agree with that. I think that, <clears throat> I think that, I think, I mean, I mostly agree in terms of connection, source, God, all of that. But I also think like our deepest egoic desires are layers of karma that we have to go through in order for I, it to be dissolved. I actually, do, I actually do agree with that. Like acting, acting was never, when I started acting, acting was not a pure pursuit. Acting was yeah. about 
making people like proving to the world that I was worthy of people paying attention to me. And you had to go through that. And it, and it dissolved later and I fell in love with acting. And then it became about like, holy fuck, I can actually experience things that in my life I just can't. Right. Cause there's a price to pay for them. Well, like for me, uh, I've been acting since I was eight. So obviously whatever made me want to do it, like happened really early, but also my grandparents were professional musicians. So it's right. It's like, it's in you. yeah, it's in you. Right. Literally wired into you. And my mother is like ruthless business person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I actually do agree with that. Do you, do you believe in past lives or yeah, no? Exactly. Of course. Okay. So I do believe in that. And I also think, I mean, it's a deeper conversation, but like, well, whether you want to call it like genetics or karma or, or yeah. energy or whatever, like I'm carrying on whatever my grandparents Right. had going on well, 100% a deeper conversation is when you don't get the thing whatever the thing may be if it's a career or if it's a person or if yeah. it's a whatever when you don't get the thing yeah I turn 30 and I'm just supposed to like dishonor my grandparents <laughs> you know what I mean just be like well, no, make it. yeah when you don't when you don't get the thing you know you you have to then accept the invitation to what this pain is trying to teach you, in my opinion. That's and that's sure. the kind of karma that's asking to be worked through. So for Ryan, that's his karmic journey of, I mean, in my opinion, not being seen. And I think that has a relationship to his childhood wounds. This only childhood baby wasn't seen in many ways. <laughs> And he really wants to be seen. Yeah. And mine is like trying to stand on my own and uncondition myself from my helplessness and my feeling of insecurity <laughs> because I have. What is it? Uh, you can't be trusted on your own. Oh, yeah. My dad said that to me like oh, <laughs> recently. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, you can't be trusted on your own. I was like, I'll be honest. There's a lot of people that I see around me. I'm like, how do you survive? How do you, how do you exist? <laughs> but that's the thing is that it was just such a throwaway he doesn't think anything of it you know and it was like a joke but and i it's fine but you know it's just one of those things where yeah i haven't quote unquote done the thing yet and it's painful because i have to go through this journey of self-discovery of why is it that i resist and and suppress that impulse when it comes to me because it comes to me all the fucking time and i i just procrastinate or i like cave into myself and i don't do it because what would happen if you could be trusted on your own i would get heartbroken very very much but you got heartbroken anyway I, exactly exactly and that is the folly of life that's i'm trying to protect myself protect myself I protect <laughs> Well, that's one. That's one thing. Dude, rejection hurts so much more when you really try. <laughs> it really well, and that's yeah. I feel like for me, I don't really, really try because I'm afraid of that deep heartbreak. Because it really, really hurts if you really, really try, and then you get really, really heartbroken, right? Yeah. But doesn't yeah. it hurt more it hurt, to it hurts more. when you're 80? It hurts more. It, in, in the micro, it doesn't. Yes, that is why you, no matter what fucking age you are. If you have the desire, you have to fucking, it's that Anais Nin quote that's like, the it, it was more painful to remain tight in a bud than the risk it took to blossom. And that's how so many people live their lives, you know? It's like they just, they hear the call, they hear the call, and they're like, nope, not me, not me, not me. And they don't answer the call, you know, they don't try. I, I just think how much time I spent in my 20s being like, okay, well, by 29, it's going to be like this. And by 33, it's going to be like this. And whatever. And like, 
or like, you know, I was obsessed with going to MFA programs. And I was like, well, if I go to that MFA program, I can get out. So I had a spreadsheet in my mind. Yeah. I didn't literally write a spreadsheet. A um, but now my mind is relaxed in such a way where I'm not saying the thought never occurs to me, but like, I don't think about like, well, by 42, I'm going to, yeah. Or whatever. I'm kind of enjoying just being in free fall and not really like knowing anything or pretending to know anything. So what do you, so about the, the 35 year old comment, um, cause that's, cause it's interesting. It's, I mean, that's, I'll be honest. That's a tough thing. That's gotta be honestly a really hard thing to hear. It oh, it was really hurtful it's to hear. Hurtful yeah. Like all of this stuff, all of this wonderfully positive stuff that has yeah. happened in the past two years, but, but especially the past six months or year or whatever, I'm just like, wow. And that gets said. Dude, dude, you've, in all honesty though, also adult film is like, uh, it's really meaningful to a lot of people. And maybe some the, of them, maybe the comment was said because it's so meaningful. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? But also, look, the, the objective reality is that adult film is a young company. Uh-huh. If I was on the outskirts of adult film, if I was on the very outskirts of adult film and I was like, what should I do? How do I join? How do I get involved? Yeah. And I was 22. I wouldn't be like, dude, I pray to God that I'm still on the outskirts of this thing when I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I would be like, it, it doesn't like adult film is like, a, it's as meaningful as you want to yeah. make it. No, definitely. But that's the challenge to every. It's like, especially like the microcosm of the Seagull Project. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not making any money off of this. We're doing this for, no one asked for this. Like, we're just doing it because we, like no one asked for another Chekhov play. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chekhov is my fucking life. Like, and I'm like, I'm going to get older and no one's going to have uh, cast me in that. I'm going to fucking do this for myself. And anyway, and it's just the power of, you know, it doesn't have to result in anything. It's just like we're just doing the act of it and we're building it in rehearsal and we're just there in rehearsal together doing something. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And um, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. You're, just, you're talking about, I mean, you're really talking about surrender and the ultimate surrender that's the scariest and probably the most difficult. Because the ultimate surrender is being like this thing. No, 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 no. Like, the thing, what David just said, this thing on the uh, external surface mm-hmm. has no apparent, it can't yeah. give me anything yeah. right now. Yeah. The, the, the thing that is the apparent, apparent value. In this, in so this. if I choose to say, I know this can't necessarily give me anything right now, but I'm going to invest my time, heart, energy, money, whatever into it. That is so on the other side of that, the, the fear of that is so great to so many people and I, I I you know and if I could say anything to any 25 year old or whatever I would just be like keep pushing and look I did a lot of fucking fear pushing past in my 20s too like I wasn't just like I like just like dropped cities left and right whenever I felt like like I you know I just like was in Chicago Chicago was like all of a sudden I had a nervous breakdown it wasn't working for me I just threw my life away and moved to Atlanta I was in Atlanta for two years and it didn't feel like enough and I threw it all away and moved to New York and, you know, so I was following something on my specific right. path, but, um, you know, yeah, I would just say like, I would just say like push through the wall of fear as much as possible. I yeah. think in this life, man, in this like existence, like ultimate surrender is through action. 
Like we want to like surrender and wait, but actually I think surrender is action without the demands that it has to lead to something. You do it because the thing is your life, life is passing any which way. We decide how we want to spend our time and I'd like to do it consciously. This is what I'm so annoyed about the current cultural climate because it's like heal yourself. I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like? You have to like do things to heal yourself. Like some, no, sometimes the healing is doing nothing. But it completely right. ne- completely neglects action. Well, the, the point is to have surrendered action, like what David yeah. is talking about. Which like, I don't think the infographic is, that's not what it's saying. Well, it depends on what infographic it is. I mean, if it's an Abraham Hicks infographic that talks about meditating every morning so that you can clear your mind, so that you're more open and available to the impulses that come, well, that, I think mind, that's... But to like me, the mind clearing, the mind clearing to other people could be something physical well, exactly, or whatever. Exactly. For someone, maybe that's yoga or like exercise. You but know. even with Abraham Hicks, because well, I know, you know a lot about, oh, you know I know Abraham a lot about Hicks. Abraham Hicks. Okay, we got an Abraham so this Hicks is, one So one second. So Abraham. And so we love the Abraham Hicks, but I've kind of turned away from it. Hundred percent. So, so yeah. the thing with Abraham Hicks is like people get so caught up in like thinking, got to think this way, got to think that way, got to <laughs> yeah. think this way. But ultimately, you still have to decide how you spend the hours of your day. We live in a right. physical reality. The conundrum is when you think, 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 the it becomes everything becomes too heady and weighted and it's not fun yeah. and you actually have no idea how you want to spend your time like the most meaningful engaging thing you can do is to create the thing that you're passionate about creating and leap on if, the other side of resistance if, that's true engagement right if the impulse to act feels right with your soul and doesn't have resistance around it well i I would argue that anything on the other side like for me anything on the other side is fear is like pure engagement well to me fear and anxiety is is what resistance is so like if you're okay here's a good example sure the girl doing the i'm gonna make him jealous that's an action that feels like power but it's inauthentic power because it's an action that's being made out of resistance which is that's deep unconsciousness wait hold on which is a fear and an anxiety of either losing the person or losing the relationship or they don't want me. And what I'm saying is that the resist living in the resistance rather than just going to the other side of the fear causes more pain than just going to the other side of the fear and wastes more time or whatever, which is what I'm saying that like all of my time in my twenties spent in resistance, like while it was whatever, it's part of my path, you know, but like, the lesson about, to not repeat in my 30s is to not be in the resistance. You're learning about why you had that resistance in the first place, yeah. where the fear is coming from. So there's resistance in saying, oh, you're 35 and you're a part of adult film because what's embedded within that is the resistance around the idea of, again, not making it or being too old. And a resistance-laden idea is, oh, I'm 35. That means that no one's going to give me an acting career. So, And then people take action out of that very thought process. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, they either don't go to an adult film thing, or they stop trying, or they give up, and they move to fucking middle I mean, of nowhere ultimately, ultimately, and they're like well yeah and they're like well it's never gonna happen and then they take resistance laden actions out of that belief and i know what you're saying though with regard to the like law of attraction community or, or whatever which is i think a kind of misunderstanding of what it's really trying like people are like oh if i just think this but there's actually resistance in that right like if you are in a place where you're like i can't see me getting into the jonathan glazer film where i'm currently standing but I'm going to like think about it and I'm going to, if it, if it doesn't feel good, that means that you're not 
that means that like, don't think about that right now. You might just have to go general and be like, all I know is I want to act. That's all I know. And that's okay right now that that's all I know. I think it's like if the idea of wanting to be in the Jonathan Glazer film, feeling like it's not, and that gives you pain. I think you need to like interrogate the, well, uh, for possibly for a moment, but I think the source of the, moving through and the real creative source is then being like why does this hurt me yeah cynthia so then we can't but the thing is like because i was on that train for a long time my but my but i'll be honest like my shadow was fertile i love that (laughs) shit i'm not i'm not walking no fucking tightrope of emotions i'm not getting off no subject if i don't feel like it i'll stay there yeah yeah because i like it want to talk about being a man Yeah, he's wearing shit. a he's wearing a Rolling Stones t-shirt. <laughs> That's just sad, baby. Come on. I was no, doing but, laundry today. Well, let me just give you one more example of, of the of the Abraham Hicks shit is like, okay, so for example, I have an idea. I have many ideas, but let's say let's pick one idea for a short film, right? All I know is that I have I know, shut up. All I know is that I have the impulse to create this, right? I'm not thinking, nor is it my business to think about like where is this going to go and where can I get like, it's just, you just have to keep following the impulses as they unfold. So maybe once it's completed, I meet someone who's like, Hey, this could go here or, but you just have to be open to those impulses. But as soon as you're trying to control, like where this is going to go and whose hands it's going to get into. And if this person's going to sit, you know, you're, then you're acting out of a place of resistance. I agree with that completely. You just need to know that here's the impulse. Like God gave you the impulse to just make this. Mm -hmm. So now you make it. Now, after it's made, then follow the next step. And That's surrendered action. I, 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 I like being 35. I like being I feel really hot and really like in my body and really, you know, I don't care as much. I still yeah. care, but I don't care as much. And, you know, I just felt like a horrible, I felt like t- my 20s were like a protracted teen <laughs> years, practic- basically part of our journey well i know but i'm just saying i like being in my 30s way fucking more than being in my 20s do you like being in your 30s david yeah in general i like myself more and more yeah Yeah, and i also really see the cycles of life yeah even and i see it's like maria was maria said to me she was like yeah i feel like it just keeps getting better yeah and she's like you know 49 or whatever sides now and still, somehow, it's life's illusion. I, I saw some dumbass meme that was like, 50, 50 years from now, we're going to be singing anti-hero. Oh like, she's singing both. I'm like, what is the... Talk about the shadow feminine. Oh, well, that's I'm just like, I'm just like, you think anti-hero is an equivalent to both sides now? I'm like, are you kidding me? By the like, way, I'm excited about being 50. You know, like I'm fucking relax. So, okay, it's been, okay. been kind of great having Cynthia here. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a little, she's a little, little slut. That's <laughs> so come on. <laughs> oh my god, there's just so much masculine so much energy around. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I man. love masculine energy i love it around i love it somebody likes men (laughs) i love men i've always loved men do you think we have it or do you think we're kind of like little bitch boys i think both (laughs) 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 she likes that (laughs) mommy mommy likes that (laughs) mommy likes (laughs) 
<laughs> I do. I love little bitch boys. Because <laughs> I like to whip them and I like to tie them up. I like, yeah. Mm. I like I like the James energy switches are fun energy switches I like the James Dean the Marlon Brando the I like that James the Tom Dean Hardy. and Marlon Brando are like opposites I'm confused I know but well let me no, they're like not they're okay. like cousins I I honestly like James Dean to me is like they are what? cousins what are you what? talking about Marlon Brand like Marlon Brando to me. Marlon Brando is like a walking pig. Like, that could just like. And he's like. Well, that's why he died. Well, that's what I'm saying. But to me, he's not the personification of like. That energy's like. I mean, Marlon Brando was a. He literally was too sensitive. But Marlon Brando was a hedonist. So that's why he ended up 300 pounds. Yeah, he's a triple fire What's that got to do with, with, with James Dean not being the personification of like... Because they were both sense. They're both my, like incredibly sensitive. Yeah, my point was that I'm always attracted to, and like the Tom Hardy of it all, like I'm always attracted to like a kind of male, male masculine... Like, kind of likes a couple fingers. Okay, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't well, we got a whole prostate up there. <laughs> I wasn't talking about explicit sex. Well, no, you and your sex shit. Listen, bitch, but what I mean by... <laughs> Stop it with that sex I just touched. Shit. I just touched your tit. Um, Damn, that's just. <laughs> <a sex. laughs> what, what? 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 I mean by the prostate comment is, um, so you have this male thing, but they the thing the thing that you like is their pleasure at being male. Yes, that's yes, what I you like. like. Yes, I like that a lot. Yeah, honey, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's her eyes her eyes lit up. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I've actually never heard that. Which said out loud. The prostate. Okay, I wasn't explicitly talking about sex shit. Well, it's it's a whole energetic. Okay, thing. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but what I was trying mm. to the point I was trying to make was this yeah this sort of like overtly masculine energy but that's like very deeply sensitive and sort of boyish like in a way. Um, yeah, I'm always like attracted to that type, definitely. Yeah, but you also like whiny little bitches too. <laughs> oh, sometimes. That's the bitch point of it all. That's the bitch. Do you like whiny little and bitches? What does that say about me? You no, like to be I, a mean mommy. Yeah, I don't want to. But that's what I'm trying to evolve out of because then it it knocks me into well, mean you mommy. Do it. You can do it in a healthy way, like in the bedroom. Well, like well, but, exactly. Yeah. But no, as Miranda says in Sex and the City, nobody wants to fuck mean mommy. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what does Samantha <laughs> say? She's like, nobody wants to fuck grandma's pussy. <laughs> no, no, what I just. She's like, they're like, all this time, I thought Samantha Jones had the best sex life in New York City. Turns out she's just a fag hag. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and then Miranda's like, I thought you weren't going to sweat the small stuff. And she's like, I can't have cancer and be a fag hag. <laughs> David, you really have to watch it. You got to watch it, David. I'm not going to do this. David, it doesn't make you gay. David. No, my... My ex-boyfriend who was into Sexy Beast, mm. we watched, I remember in college, we watched the entire series and he was like, that was like amazing. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I believe it. it. I believe it. Mm. But don't you want to just get wrapped up in their lives and just kind of like, it's very, it's very comforting and pleasurable to it watch. Is, it is. And it's also like 90s, early 2000s New York, like basically. Yeah, everybody's, everybody, everybody's, just, every, everyone's just being like, fag hag. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice. You can't have cancer and be a fag hag. I mean, look, maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> It's basically the opposite of him, just like that. Yeah. Where everything is like so careful. I'm very drawn to David's. um... Mm. (laughs) 
David's yes. mid-aughts heteronormative bro sif energy that's also mixed with a kind of sweet sensitivity. Oh, <laughs> so you drawn to about me? Well, you have you you. <laughs> you're my son. You're also my first ex-husband. There's a lot of Ryan and I. Ryan and I have, and I have had many lifetimes together. Yeah. Have you guys ever made out? Yeah, we were brother and sister. We were and- a brother. We kissed once in college. Mm. I don't know. It's just too weird for me. Sorry, yeah. Ryan. It's not that you're. It's, not- we- it's just that we're too. You know. You guys are. He's my siblings. Yeah, I feel you. Ryan's for relegating me today. <laughs> Relegation, I no breathing. Have you ever had women friends that you're like, no, like you're attracted? It's not that you're not. I just like it would be weird. Yeah, that did happen to me, and then I did it. And then you just did it anyway. I did. It was <laughs> fascinating. Um, it was really interesting, honestly. It was. The friendship continued. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like one of my best friends. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was. But also, we started. We started sexually oh yeah and then we became yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> i didn't just ryan's I didn't just say do you want to have sex with no, me? but that's what you imply I through that body language <laughs> look at you leaning over well cynthia's the one always asking to have sex no, with me I she's like not. she's like i think i need to use your cock <laughs> what <laughs> you already said she, you already said all this nonsense about being a fag guy with, with Steve, have you ever seen Out of Towners with Goldie yeah. Hawn? He's like, Nancy, Ohio. <laughs> We're from Ohio. I don't say that. I don't say stuff like that. You've never said anything like that, Look, ever. I have, I have intimated that I might have to use someone sometime because, you know, I don't really get out much. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? That's my fault. Mm. I'm still cleaning my bathroom. I've mm. been doing it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like become a Virgo, like a Virgo woman, so I'm very cute. But you're not. I know, you're but, not a Virgo. No, but I am tr- that's part of becoming 35, 36. It's like a whole, it's like you know how you have your Saturn return at 27? Numerology is like in nine every cycle of 9 years, so 36 is supposed to be like a really big like transformative year for people. What's your pattern app talking about? My pattern app is literally like this year is starting in March. It's like abundance and confidence, career change, like career, new phase of career, good, good uh, f- connections of destiny. Mm. That's what my pattern's about. So I guess being 35 isn't that bad. Daddy's getting that abundance. <laughs> Abraham hacks. We're you? journaling, focus wheeling. Yeah. Oh my God. You know all the rhetoric. You Dude, know. Abraham Hicks works as a it, tool, it not as a way to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I had a rent controlled one bedroom apartment on my vision board, but like I definitely did. And then I got one. I didn't. I'm not saying that I had like learned how to read English on my vision board, <laughs> but I like know how to read English. Okay, this is so gay. Um, can we finish? Because I want to make dinner. Ah, dude, I've been living my life as take a your hand, <laughs> take your hand out of your pants, David. Why? 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 I just like this is every time I'm around. You know, this just happens. What does? I don't know. I just bring it out of men or something. You think I wouldn't do this if it was just me and Ryan? No, but there's obviously there's a context here. Like I'm literally in the middle. <laughs> I just told you I've been living my life as a gay woman. <laughs> it's just an energy. 
Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, please, will you guys have to give us five moms. stars? Don't um, send this to my mom, please. Send this to Cynthia's mom if you want. Um, we love you. Um, let us know how you like this podcast. What in the hell is that? Okay, bye. Love you, Ryan. Say love you to our people. Love you. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Shit. Take that off of there.